Louisa dashed out of the man's house, tears threatening to spill from her eyes. Whatever am I crying for? she asked Hannibal. The cat blinked as if he hadn't the vaguest notion why they were in such a rush to leave. How can anyone be so horrible? she whispered into Hannibal's one whole ear. After all, she'd only offered to help, as any young lady from Kempton would, and the wretched man had all but threatened her. Get out! No one had ever shouted at her like that, not even Papa when she'd accidentally tossed his favourite shirt into the charity box. Blindly, she went down the steps and hurried toward her original destination, but only managed to bump into a gentleman who was hurrying along the sidewalk. Have a care, he huffed. So sorry, she offered, pulling Hannibal closer. Good heavens, she'd barely set foot in London, and already she'd made a mess of things. And here she had been quite convinced it was Lavinia who would make a muddle of their debut. They weren't twins for nothing. Why, in Kempton, Louisa was considered graceful in comparison to her sister, which wasn't saying much for either of them. Dear heavens, what disasters would they find themselves in when she and Lavinia entered society? With two broken vases and a smashed piece of statuary to her credit, and having only just arrived, Louisa wanted to spare. Yet her practical side rallied and gave her a moment of pause. In her defence, she'd never met a man wearing only a robe, and nothing else. Oh, never mind that she'd tumbled into those antiquities before she'd met him. Having met the man... She supposed she should be thankful she and Hannibal had gotten out alive, and unscathed. Well, for the most part. Much to her chagrin, she shivered as she thought about him, standing there with his pistol waving about, roaring like some wild beast. It wasn't fear that had her quaking. Well, a fear of sorts. She felt... Well, she felt so undone by the entire encounter. However could a man be so utterly unkempt, so undressed, yet be so utterly fascinating at the same time? Perhaps it was the way he'd stared at her. He'd looked her over and most likely found her wanting. But there had been a moment when he'd looked at her with something akin to hunger, or so she thought, like he'd wanted to devour her. Oh, heavens, she didn't want to consider such a ridiculous notion, because when she did, she went right back to a vision of his bare legs. Naked legs, indeed. A pair of muscled limbs covered in crisp, dark hair. Why ever would that make her heart tremble so oddly, especially when his manners had quite the opposite effect? But still, she took another glance at the house, and wondered what it would be like if he weren't so beastly. Oh, bother, whatever was wrong with her? Surely the last ten minutes had proven that she was entirely unfit for London. But whatever was she to do now? Standing as she was before Lady Charlton's house, there was nothing left to do but continue forth, especially since John Coachman had already abandoned them. She marched up the steps and into the foyer, where their bags and trunks had been deposited. She spied Hannibal's basket, and before he could protest, whisked him inside and tied it shut. 
before you cause more mischief, she scolded. Besides, we want to make a good impression. For as long as we can manage, she mused. A hope that didn't take long to come to fruition, as a voice bellowed from a room at the end of the foyer. Provide a season for a chit I've never met over my dead body. Louisa moved toward the door and peered inside. When she spied Lavinia near the entrance, she slipped inside and went to her sister's side. What is this? Shh, Lavinia warned, her finger to her lips. Then taking another look at her sister, quickly went to work to set her to rights, straightening her bonnet and tucking the ringlets that had fallen free back up into their rightful place. After one last critical glance, Lavinia turned back to the tableau before them.